The nonprofit industry is a whole new experience from the business world. If you would like to understand how nonprofits work, stay tuned to this podcast. You're listening to the Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early. Hello, 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 and welcome to Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early. This podcast was created to help people understand how nonprofits work. It is not to help you work your nonprofit, but it is to give you information on the laws, the rules, the regulations to get you a chance to meet other nonprofits and see what they're doing out there. Um, we won't tell you how to run your nonprofit, but we will tell you how to be sustainable in your nonprofit, whatever that may be. I wanted to start this podcast for a few reasons. Um, I have a doctoral degree in management with a concentration in nonprofit leadership, and I wanted to spread the news. I wanted to talk to everybody about nonprofit work and how things happen um, as it relates to being in a nonprofit. Um, I have a love for all things nonprofit and I want to use my education to help educate other people and increase awareness on nonprofit organizations. First of all, you have to understand that nonprofits are the bridge between private sector and government. So there's a lot of things that are parallel, but there is also a lot of things that are different. So I hope you'll follow me along on this journey as we talk about all things nonprofit. We'll have special guests. We'll talk um, to people in the industry. We'll um, have people joining us to talk about um, how you can do, get funding. If you need funding, is it better to be a in-kind organization and a volunteer organization versus not um, uh, having a, uh, f a funding source because sometimes you have a funding source that funding source w can be wonderful the first two years, but what happens when they pull that grant money after that? Most people don't realize that most nonprofits are not grant driven. They are donor driven. So you get a lot of donors that come together and pull their money and, donate to an organization. And that is how a lot of organizations work and make it work. The major organizations, they do have major funding. Um, so it's up to you to decide how you want to run your organization. Understand me. I understand how to run a nonprofit because I have been running a nonprofit for the last almost 10 years. I have had a nonprofit the first two years. We didn't do anything. Then we got our 501c3. So I am a 501c3 organization. 
So I know what it's like to run a nonprofit and I know what it's like to run a nonprofit from zero. I didn't have any help. I decided to start this nonprofit because of the situation at hand and that's how it came to be. So you're not going to get information from somebody who don't know you're getting information from somebody who do know somebody who has been in the trenches with you. So this episode is an introduction and to kind of talk about what we're going to talk about on this podcast, right? So first thing that you need to know when you're starting out your nonprofit organization, what does the success of your organization look like? What do you want your organization to feel like? What is the vibe of your organization? Not if you're going to get funded or not, but what do you want it to look like? Do you want it to be a nonprofit for the people or do you want it to be a nonprofit for yourself? Is it a, I give two, I take one type of situation because if you're doing that, you need a for-profit business and not a nonprofit. Um, who's going to benefit from your organization? Who is going to be the persons or people who will benefit from whatever your nonprofit is about? Uh, is it children? Will it be adults? Are you going to start a nonprofit for animals? Will you start a nonprofit for the environment, agriculture? What is your nonprofit for? As a nonprofit consultant, which is um, one of the other things that I do, I have seen people who wanted to start a nonprofit and they didn't understand all the ins and outs. And once they got the ball rolling, they realized how hard it was really going to be. And they changed their mind. <laughs> so will you be one of those people who learn first, then jump in the deep? Or are you going to jump in the deep and figure out how to do it later on um, or not? So um, what type of programs or activities or services are you going to have? Or are you going to offer to your people? Understand that a service and an activity is two different things. You can provide services for such as counseling, or you can have a craft guild, which is an activity. So you have to distinguish between what types of thing you would like to do. Um, are you going to access the leadership in your community? Um, how are they going to be impacted? Um, have you done your research? Do you really need to start this nonprofit or has there already been something like this um, done before or is being done now? So are you redundant or is your nonprofit going to benefit? Yes, there can be more than one nonprofit that does whatever you're doing, but are you starting a nonprofit in an area that is already saturated with the help? Many people think, oh, I'm going to start me a food bank. So you you start a food bank, but there's already three major food banks in the area. So are you benefiting them or are you really not? Um, because first you need to find out what do the people you want to serve really need? Do they need the services from your nonprofit? Um, what type of values will you have is if your value property, um, is, is very important. You must have a value property that will be conducive to the environment in which you live. If you live in an agricultural environment, talking about digging up 
land and building high rise apartments or something like that would not be behooven to you because you live in an agricultural situation. Same as if you wanted to start a um, nonprofit in, in an urban area, but with suburban views, those two may not mix because of the values that people have or because of the lifestyle people have, will you really be impacting the community or will it be more trouble to the people that you come to serve? Because you must also understand you must give people what they want. You you need to start and give services that people need. If I need food, counseling is not going to help me. If I need counseling, food is not going to help me because that is not what I need. So you must take the needs of the people in um, in consideration. So let's talk about some of the things that we need to do when we're starting a nonprofit. So you first need to decide what type of nonprofit are you going to be? If you're going to provide services to help people such as educational, religious, a charitable, um, library services, um, foster care, stuff like that, you will be a 501c3. You need to make sure that you're, um, providing the right class of nonprofits for people and not just, um, deciding I want to start a 501c3 and not knowing what you need to do because there's a lot of 501c organizations. There's so many ones. Um, there's education, there's veterans organizations, there's state sponsored, there's religious, there's corporate, there's child care organization. Um, you have to make sure that you know what type of organization you're going to be starting, Right. So let's talk about six reasons why you may or may not want to start a nonprofit organization. Um, I said one of them, the first one of all is your nonprofit needs may already be in field in the area that you want to work. Um, if your field, if, if, if it has already been filled, then maybe you should seek out an organization and what you live near. Um, that already have the services and go volunteer with them or talk to them because there may be possibilities for what I consider a spinoff. So you may want to start a uh, nonprofit for uh, the arts, but there's a major arts program already started in the community. Maybe you need to see if you can work with them or conjunction with them, Right. Um, another, uh, reason why you may not want to start a nonprofit is because, um, the people that you are around may not necessarily believe in what you're doing and you have to have members along with you, board members along, um, that believe in what you believe in. And if you don't have that, it may be hard to start a board, I mean, a nonprofit because you have to have a board of directors that is willing to say, yes, I'm going to step up and work with a nonprofit. Um, do you have a full-time job? How are you going to finance your nonprofit? Because just like a for-profit organization, you have to have funding to start a nonprofit. Um, you, you can't, 
be uh, start, you can't start a nonprofit for free. There is no such thing as starting a business with zero money. As much as people say, oh, you can start a business for free. That is not true. Let me say, tell you why it's not true. Because somebody had to pay for something. This, this podcast is going to tell you the truth. Even if you got it for free, somebody paid the cost for whatever it is that you're getting. So if you got an in-kind donation, you have to give a letter saying that you got that donation. So you got it for free, but somebody else paid for it. And your organization will then give the exemption once they get the, um, once they get their uh, tax letter uh, based on your tax status, and so your organization is giving them credit so they can count that towards their ta- your taxes. So you're not, they're not getting it for free. You're not getting it for free. There's always a give and a take, you know, you, you could say that your idea is better suited for a for-profit than a nonprofit. And then you will be able to, um, take your organization in a whole nother direction, but there is nothing for free. You do, you can start on what they call a shoestring, which is true, but nothing is never free. Somebody down the line paid for something that copies that you made. Somebody paid for that copy machine. Somebody paid for the paper. Somebody paid for it to get it done. Um, are you trying to do just a fundraising opportunity or are you really going to buckle down and use this opportunity to be a continuation of something else? Because a for-profit business can have a fundraiser that then can produce funds for someone else. So is it more like you want to plan a one-time situation and not a nonprofit organization, that's something you may have to think about. Um, long time, long term running of an organization takes up a lot of time. Are you ready to do that? Do you have time to work a nine to five and then work a five to 12 or a you know, you already work for the 12. Are you going to be able to get up in the morning for five o'clock meetings, um, nine o'clock meetings, uh, 11 o'clock meetings? Will you be able to do all the extra stuff that you need to do? Because when you get ready to start your organization, you're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to socialize with people. You're going to have to throw ideas at people. Are you ready to do all of the extra things that is going to be required when you get ready to start a a nonprofit organization, most people start a nonprofit out of passion and pain. My mentor told me that um, she was my former instructor at school. And she told me that. And if you look at most nonprofit organizations, they started out of passion or pain. I have yet to see one that did not start because of one of those two things. My nonprofit is the Betty Harris Lannox Cancer Awareness Center, which is now um, we're getting the name changed to the Betty Harris Foundation because we have started to do so much more than just teach about larynx cancer. But my mother passed away from larynx cancer and I thought it'd be necessary to find out about larynx cancer. Where did it start? How did it start? 
and the like. And there was no organizations that helped people to do that. And subsequently, I found organizations that um, that talked about cancer, but that wasn't one of them. And so we started our organization and we have been going strong for 10 years now. And the 2022 will be our 10th year of being in existence as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And we we have been um, able to sustain ourselves because of the commitment from our board members, our volunteers, because we are a 100%, let me say it again, a 100% volunteer organization. So no one gets paid. They volunteer their time. They spend their money. They go to events. They do programs and stuff. And the people who benefit is the people who get the services. So that that's another thing you have to worry about. How am I going to pay for all the things that is needed? And as a CEO founder or whatever, you have to have a source of income from your nonprofit. But if it's a volunteer organization, no one's getting paid. <laughs> so Let's think about those things. Let's think about just those those few six things, seven things that I just mentioned that you need to worry about. So before you start, you got to know why you're doing this thing. Why are you want to go out there and start a nonprofit as opposed to a for-profit? Why don't you want to go out there and make money and pay the taxes and not worry about the tax exempt status? Because having a 501c3, you get tax exempt status. But let's say, why why don't you want to get the, the profit margin that you would get for a for-profit organization? Because you can do fundraising in a for-profit. So you need to look at what type of structure you really want to do. What do you want to deal with? You know, um, and you don't have to know everything about nonprofits when you start, but you need a foothold on the nonprofit industry so that you can do what you need to do when you want to become a nonprofit organization, because it is very difficult. You can't file your um, nonprofit status paperwork without other people helping you. Um, there's got to be some other things done for you when you want to file or other people have to help you file these paper papers. Um, you have to have a board of directors. You have to have at least three people that you can count on. That is not family. You can't have your family because it's biased. And if you do, and it turns out is biased, you could be in a lot of trouble. So you don't want to have a biased situation going on. So think about those things. Think about how can you start the nonprofit to be sustainable wherever you live, because I'm in the state of Michigan. I have Michigan views, but that may not be what you get. So as you listen to this podcast, as you hear the things that I talk about, as you um, work your way through, always know I will give you the best advice I can, the best situations I can, the best research that I have done. And I do a lot of research um, for this podcast along with the education that I have 
but I'm also coming from the state of Michigan. So make sure that when you listen to our podcast that you verify, verify, and verify again. Do your research. Do not just count on what I'm saying. Do your research because the the I have a cancer center, which is what I do, but you may want to help animals. Two different genres, even though we both have a nonprofit. So make sure that you know what you need to start a successful nonprofit. So what I'm going to do on the next episode of Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early is I'm going to talk to you about basic steps for forming a nonprofit. Now, don't forget, I'm using Michigan ways, but a lot of these are followed by the way the IRS sets it up. So make sure that you listen carefully, write down notes as it were, and we'll get basic step-by-step instructions on forming or nonprofit organization. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for listening to my introductory show, talking about what we're going to do, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you for joining Nonprofit News with Dr. Shaniva Early. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please like and share. 